0: Warning, this episode of the Seriously Wrong Podcast is government-sponsored disinformation. This episode exists to keep you in the sheep pen, braying like a fool. Mm. Sheep, sheep bray, correct? Is that-
1: yeah, where they baa. Baa, they baw- right, yeah. yeah. Some of you are sheep who are on the way out of the pen and then hear our job on behalf of international capital, on behalf of the social justice warriors, on behalf of shadowy figures, figures, cosmetic surgeons, you know, everyone who controls the levers of power. What we, as sheep herders, want nothing less than is for you to realize that you're secretly a lion underneath the sheep clothing, yeah. and that's something that you will demonstrate by roaring at every family Thanksgiving, <laughs> roaring at the bus stop, <laughs> <laughs> roaring in the comment sections. That's the last thing we want. We want to keep you pacified, and that's what we're here to do. So, my name is Aaron. And my
0: name is Sean. And uh, welcome to the Disinformation COINTELPRO pro. Astro- Astro turf tricking you back to sleep. Don't wake up. Don't be awake. Be asleep.
1: Sleepwalk through life podcast. Mm. Thank you. Don't question anything you hear because it's all right.
2: This is seriously wrong. Listen you don't to wise I'm smart,
1: you're dumb. I'm big, you're lit. I'm right, you're wrong. You're
2: it's not. Let's just say I know how a bill becomes...
1: Ooh, that's easy! First it's introduced...
3: Then it goes to committee... Wrong!
2: That's WRONG! wrong. Now I'll show you how things really work... How things really work...
3: Right? WRONG! Day after day, all the stupid sheep have marched to work without thinking about the powerful, vicious monsters who would like nothing more than to see you and your children die and suffer. No matter how much we struggle against them, we're trapped, permanently trapped and terrified. It makes me so angry to know my children don't have a future under these monsters. Ah! This is Felix Bones. I'm scared, terrified alone, and I've alienated myself for my friends and family, and this is Narrative Wars. All right now, folks, at the top of the hour, we got a wonderful, incredible guest today by the name of William faber Sarah. But before that, we have got a conspiracy theory crisis. Now, this is out in public. This is research that pessimism is a predictor of conspiracy theory. We know that people who are less educated and have more radical politics more tend towards conspiracy theory. Now, this is all out in the open, folks. We've known this for years. We know that a major factor in conspiracy theory is what's called collective narcissism. When you identify with other people praising your group. And we find that strongly positively correlates with conspiracy theory. Now people have a tendency to see the worst and conspiracy theories will engage their natural tendency to see the worst and tell them they're right for thinking what they do, even though it's an irrationality that we all share. People fear chaos. They're uncomfortable with just knowing part of the truth, but having it actually be true, they'd rather know an entire truth that doesn't represent reality. And that's the situation we're facing with, folks. A scientific study recently found that over the last 120 years, according to an analysis of letters sent to the Washington Times and the New York Post, there hasn't been a serious increase in conspiracy theory that can be measured through letters to the newspaper. That really clearly demonstrates that the internet has just brought this out into the open, folks. Now, this has always been there and it's just been brought out into the open. If we want to stop conspiracy theory at the source, folks we gotta transform pessimism into optimism now i want to talk to you today about a incredible product for our friends over at the xenon group now this is called the xenon group thinking cap and as you know when you have conspiratorial thoughts they follow you everywhere you're on the bus you're in the pool whatever you're doing you're thinking oh those are chemtrails oh i'm probably getting secondhand gases right now that are turning me into a slave now this is completely normal but you don't have to live that way anymore, thanks to the Xenon Group. The Thinking Cap is a -a one-of-a-kind cap that stops the thoughts at the source. Now, this is incredible, folks. You put this cap on, and you can visit the pool with your family without thinking about how your children are being fluoridated, and that they want to kill you and destroy- Sorry, folks, let me just put on the cap here. Just put this- Xenon Group Thinking Cap stops the thoughts at the source. Some people say it's so good that never take the cap off. And uh, I'm going to take the cap off uh, now. Now, we got our guest here. It's Patrick faber Sarah here to talk about some of the research that he's been doing related to conspiratorial thinking.
0: Oh, thank you so much for having me on the show, Felix. Well, it's incredible to have you. So these thoughts that you've been detailing so wonderfully, the sort of paranoid outlook on the world, Mm -hmm. the belief that everything is hopeless, the uh, Mm -hmm. sort of group narcissism. Every event
3: was done by the same people.
0: And don't even let me get into what they're putting in the dirt.
3: It's in the dirt. It's in the supplements. You can't escape it no matter where you go, no matter how hard you try. Exactly. And, you know, it's such a blessing
0: to be able to know that, to be on the side of truth, Mm -hmm. to be on the side of the little guy against the big dogs, the Mm -hmm. big bad dogs out there doing these things to us. We're the little guys.
3: Absolutely. We're awake. The big guys are also awake. And then the other little guys are asleep. We have to wake them, overthrow the big guys.
0: So these beneficial, just wonderful thoughts don't come from inside of us. They're too good to come from inside Absolutely. fallen beings like us. hmm these thoughts come from an alien race. They're called the Anunnaki. They're uh, transdimensional aliens. Good ones, though, not bad ones. Absolutely. We've covered that many times. So unnuanced to think that all transdimensional aliens would be bad. I'd say my
3: number one biggest peeve is close-minded, unnuanced thinkers.
0: And so, of course, you know, we want these thoughts. These thoughts are good. Yep. And we all know that's the reason why you don't circumcise your boys. Because the foreskin, it's at the end of the little antenna there. There. When it gets hard and the foreskin's there, it acts as a receiving device to amplify the thoughts coming in from the Anunnaki, the saviors of mankind. You
3: know, I've been saying this for years. You could check the tapes. I've been saying... You need to not circumcise your boys because the Anunnaki's paranoid thoughts come in through the foreskin. I'm so happy to have you on the show to here to verify this and have another point of view. Yeah, well, I've seen it myself,
0: and I am definitely not someone who hallucinates, so... You heard
3: it here first, folks. He doesn't hallucinate. Everything he said can be trusted. All right, now, folks, we're going to take a commercial break here, but stay tuned because we're going to be talking about the cylindrical earth truth. Blowing open the case after the break.
1: So, conspiracy theory, what's your relationship to conspiracy theory? Mm. Let's track it back to the beginning. When did you first get acquainted with conspiracy theories? Like, what was your first...
0: Oh, oh shit, I know this. We had driven to Calgary to see some concert. I was staying at a friend's aunt's house, and her aunt had loose change on, like, DVD, I think? I can't quite remember... But like somehow had loose change. We watched loose change and we were all just like, oh, wow. Some of it seemed a bit far fetched to me. I don't remember like thinking too much of it, but I remember being like, oh, interesting. No, but I guess that probably wasn't the first time. I do remember like alien documentaries on Fox in like when I was in junior high school. Oh, yeah. Moon landing. The did we land on the moon. Yeah, no, mine was like alien autopsy on Fox and then loose change. But I think I really became immersed in the world shit. I don't even know. I was going to say Zeitgeist, but even Zeitgeist, like when I watched the first Zeitgeist movie, I was just like, oh, you know, whatever. And then I kind of fell into the Zeitgeist movement world, which was very steeped in conspiracy theory or it would like conspiracy theory was like this, this cleavage at the heart of it because there were the, the utopians, the fully automated people who like really got on board with Zeitgeist two and three and were like, I want to make a better world. And like people shouldn't have to work and we can produce everything using machines. And there was a rejection of specifically nine eleven specifically like bloodline stuff and oh, uh, the like, microchip yeah, the microchip that was actually removed from zeitgeist one in the newer versions it was oh really yeah he he took that moment out of the movie in subsequent releases but so all, all that stuff was kind of disavowed by some members of the zeitgeist movement, but Peter like Peter Joseph the filmmaker and Many other people were staunchly in that camp, so it was this kind of uneasy coalition between the the people who are like, "Yeah, let's apply science to society and engineer a better world and move beyond politics and war with automation," and the elites are crushing us, and like they did nine eleven, and they're pulling the wool over our eyes with this fake Jesus story and like all this stuff from Zeitgeist one. The the one I liked the most, the conspiracy theory I was most on board with, was the Jesus wasn't real stuff from Zeitgeist. One, like I was never a big nine eleven guy. I was always kind of like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I've been saying I haven't looked into it since forever because I just never but
1: wanted to look into it. Yeah, you never I, did the full the fulsome investigation of your own firsthand sources.
0: Yeah, because I was like, I don't, I don't care that much. Yeah, that's kind of my experience with it. And like in recent years, it's just grown less and less interesting to me and seemed more
1: and more wacky. Yeah. The Fox special about landing on the moon is probably my first. I was vaguely aware of the JFK stuff. I watched Loose Change and Zeitgeist 1. Uh, probably around the same time and had uh, very much the same sort of like tepid, like, eh, well, I don't know. It, it, like That was interesting. That yeah, was fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fun to watch. Like I'd watch more stuff like that. I remember in high school having like a really long debate <laughs> with someone about whether nine eleven was an inside job. And I had just been like reading through like the debunking stuff that was out then of debunking loose change and stuff right, like right, that. Right, right. So I knew exactly what this kid was going to say. And it was right. just like, there was a lot of things that he conceded. Where he'd be like, oh, okay, there's another explanation possible, starting to couch more and more, like, possibly true, or it's just interesting, or whatever. But then the thing that, like, I remember being stuck on for a while is jet fuel melting steel beams. Where I was saying, you don't need to melt steel beams in order to knock down a tower. Right. And and he he was just like resolute. Like, you do need to melt steel beams. You can't melt steel beams. And he had the numbers. He's like, steel beams melt at this number. Right. Jet fire burns burns. at
0: this. yeah, Yeah. yeah. And
1: (laughs) actually, for me, conspiracy theories were a really important part of my move into politics. I remember not liking George W. Bush. Partially because I had some friends who were talking about it, and I was just like, yeah, totally with you. Overall, I I had sort of this anti-political position, like politics is dumb, you can't change anything, who cares? Like, I just was focused on other things. And having a friend of mine who just got super into Alex Jones, and so then me watching Alex Jones... And not being like, oh, this guy's right. There was never a time. I, and I watched him quite a bit. Like, this is like an early political experience for me is like watching the Alex Jones movies, like Terror Storm. and All those early ones. Yeah. yeah. And like, I, I never like listened to his radio show. And I think this was before he had the video broadcast going all the time. Right. But like, yeah, watching all his movies. It was sort of entertaining and like, well, this Bohemian Grove stuff is pretty weird. Like, what is that? Yeah, it's
0: a real thing. They're actually meeting at this secret
1: place. And like, why? Mm-hmm. There was never a time that I bought it hook, line, and sinker. But it started making me think of like, oh, yeah, like death camps. Death camps are a historical reality. Politics is the realm where death camps happen or not. So that was kind of something that inspired me into like looking into politics more generally more. Um, I remember a friend of mine saying once, asking him about some like Alex Jones stuff, and his counterpoint, which was a very needed counterpoint to my young and naive non-political brain, where he's like, the rich people want things to remain the way they are it's extremely beneficial for them right now mm. uh, any sort of grand plot or conspiracy to change the world is probably going to pull them further away from where they're at right now which is an extremely beneficial position right right so yeah like it's i've always had sort of a it was an a affection in, right? for conspiracy because of that also yeah it definitely was a way in just quickly on the alex jones thing i was able to
0: just through and there being a pre-existing beef between Zeitgeist and Alex Jones, because Alex Jones made a video calling out the second Zeitgeist movie specifically as being a New World Order psyop kind of thing. And like, there was a debate between them that happened, like he had him on and he was like, whoa, we got a New Order uh, shill, Peter Joseph on the show today, and he's
2: gonna- I I was saying I heard similar things from the communist and the Fabian socialist, And so what I'm saying is, is you're a good guy. I believe you're a nice guy who means well. And are very intelligent
0: you know you're sitting there telling me I'm a good guy right and off the air you come on you tell me that I'm one of these intellectual elites that pisses his pants is exactly. No, that was what on air yelling. that was on air bro well great we've well, been on yeah, air the whole time
2: well, what you... we were yelling at each other I'm I was not stop, stop. I'm trying to talk put to him me. on hold for what just a minute look I, I got to tell you something man you come on here and you say like with some vitriol that I'm bad as a 2995 Buddy, you're playing sad and spooky music on your stuff. That could be seen as a form of deception much greater than saying twenty nine ninety five. I mean, if you want to take the gloves off, I can take them way off here. And, and I understand you're in this view that you're so intellectual and so sweet and loving that you're just this higher pothead alien, and I'm this lower Neanderthal down here. I understand all that. You know, us Texans crapping in an outhouse out here every five minutes. And I said on air about the pissing in the pants. Okay, so go ahead.
0: Sure, fine. Wrong I mean, again. Uh, you're being extremely irrational with this because I haven't said anything to him. No, I
2: just said I think you're a nice guy and a smart guy. Okay, well, good. And you came yeah. back with an aggressive thing. You I came back is, with a I debate point. A little, I think you're a little, a little bit two-faced He's on that. pretty
0: this. fucking contentious. So my, my initial exposure to him was... Uh, He's an idiot who doesn't believe in the utopian future of the zeitgeist movement. So you're out. (laughs) FEMA camps, stupid. Everything
1: Alex Jones says, dumb. (laughs) I never had any sort of allegiance to the zeitgeist movement or anything. But especially looking back, like, zeitgeist 3, still good. Zeitgeist 2, eh. Zeitgeist 1,
2: nah. Hey, let me ask you a question. Earlier in your film, I'm going to play the clip. You're talking disdainfully about religion and money and fashion and the family. And it shows a family. What about those? Tell me about them. Tell you about what?
1: So what is a conspiracy (laughs) theory (laughs) one definition of conspiracy theory it's an explanation that makes reference to hidden malevolent forces uh, seeking to advance some nefarious aim yeah it's also i think it's a little bit broader than that because like it's definitely a big theme in sort of conspiracy thought that there's you know like shadow government hidden forces in the world that are trying to create a new world order trying to manipulate and move things behind the scenes like that's definitely a part of it, but I also feel like conspiracy theory has evolved further in the internet. Like Conspiracy theory has become broader. I think that they're really
0: attractive to people for a few reasons. It allows you to sort of project human intention onto chaotic events. Like Obviously, all social events have some amount of human intention involved. People are trying to do things and they work better or worse, depending on what the thing is, but It puts you in a very important position in society because most people don't agree with you. Most people just kind of dismiss what you're saying without even thinking about it. You're the small truth teller standing up to the big evil. It allows you to get that sense of doing something productive and useful, like the most productive and useful thing you could possibly be doing is exposing these lies. And I think it like really serves an important emotional function for people.
1: There's an Alan Moore quote on that subject. He said, The main thing I learned about conspiracy theory is that conspiracy theorists believe in a conspiracy because that is more comforting. The truth of the world is that it's actually chaotic. The truth is not that the Illuminati or the Jewish banking conspiracy or the gray alien theory. The truth is far more frightening. Nobody is in control. The world is rudderless. It's like an easy thing to grasp rather than having a bunch of different disparate interacting systems. For example, with the school shootings things, it's like these terrible
0: events keep happening and it's just like this disruption in society and this like horrible, awful thing. And like, it's easier to think that someone's doing that to us.
1: Yeah. And the school shooting things is a good example of how, like, overall, it's actually a much more complicated worldview. It's really not Occam's... Like, it's simpler in that it's a smaller map to carry with you, you know, Mm -hmm. like, but it's actually the much simpler explanation is just that all of those... Various things, you know, yeah, like right. the, oh yeah, yeah, that the world no, just has complex systems in it that, and sometimes the output of these systems, like tragedies happen, or right, yeah, the like, logistics once you have... of faking a school shooting—it's not a straightforward matter, really.
0: I think, I think there's like a, there's a split here between like the people who it satisfies an emotional need, and then they see the other people who've gone into the detail of like constructing at least a semi-coherent explanation for all the normal objections that come up to this. They see those people in the debates and they're like, yeah, I'm justified in believing this thing. That person's very well-informed, making all the great arguments. I don't necessarily know all those details, but someone else does. So, like, you get the benefit of the simple, but it it sort of relies on someone doing the deep constructing of the the narrative.
1: Mm, I guess all ideologies kind of work that way, right? Where you have... A limited number of like ideological scholars that carry the intellectual weight of the whole community. Yes. And yeah, so, you, definitely. if you're a meme libertarian or a meme communist, chances are you haven't read all the re- relevant literature, but you trust that there's a network of people that if you dig far enough within your circles of libertarianism, that all the relevant inquiries have been done.
0: Yeah. It, well,
1: it's like if you're in Bakuninist,
0: anarchist, communitarianism, once you have that framework, then it's just a matter of fitting everything else into that web of signifiers. Like you have the axiomatic truths of that system and you have the facts that bolster that. You have the inconvenient facts that you need to find explanations for. to or pretend don't exist. Yeah, or pretend don't exist or explain away, whatever. Like once you have the framework set up, then you can interpret the whole world through that lens. But like conspiracy theory is just such a, I'm, I'm finding it hard not to be insulting. <laughs> to people who are conspiracy theorists. I feel like the people who are really into conspiracy thinking, it's not that they're all dumb. Like some of them are very smart people because it takes a lot of intelligence to fit all these puzzle pieces together. Yeah, even
1: if you're putting them together wrong, it takes a great deal of memory and, yeah. and desire to learn, which is obviously very positive. So remembering all the pieces of the puzzle, putting it together is creative, like these are all positive human features. Yeah. And then you mixed in this sort of like ideological soup of uh, paranoia, bad faith, fear, justification of powerlessness, the idea of like invisible hauntings, like it's 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 if you truly truly believe that the illuminati controls world events and has all the power and that everything that you see in the world is just a front for them, it's all a light show by them to distract you from the real mechanisms of power. It's a really hopeless sort of position to be in. It's it's disenfranchising.
0: Yeah, it's weird because you'd think that it would be, but they don't act like it's disempowering to know this thing. It's the most empowering thing in the world you could know because you're now armed with the truth and you can stand up against these monsters. Like there's always, not always, but there's often just this really deep hope to it because you don't see a lot of conspiracy thinking stuff that's like, this is how it is and it's hopeless and it just... We're all dying, period, the end, and...
1: Yeah, because uh, I wonder what the effects are overall, because Alex Jones, when I watched him regularly, it was like mostly for entertainment. There's a little bit of like political information I was getting from it also, but he definitely gave me a sen- an emotional sense of hopelessness. Like part of the reason that I wanted to look into other politics as a counterpoint, I started watching Democracy Now! and watching lots of Noam Chomsky lectures, was like I wanted to find the reality, I wanted to find the hope in it, and sort of rejecting the hopelessness. But I did carry that sort of hopelessness around with me even though I didn't believe what he was saying right right it's the emotional message of watching it and experiencing his arguments sort of sticks with you in a way yeah it's interesting because I hadn't
0: even thought about it as a source of hopelessness in the world and like you describing that and you describing your experience of it makes total sense But when I was thinking about this today before we recorded, almost exclusively been thinking about it as the opposite. You know, they're bigger than us. They're tougher, but like we're going to be the scrappy little pup and fucking
1: (laughs) fight back and like prepare for the collapse and like we'll still be here. Well, in the instance of the zeitgeist movement and how that the conspiracy outlook that they were participating in.
0: Yeah. Well, the hopefulness was like... Intermeshed into it like, yeah, yeah when
1: explicitly. The zeitgeist went from a movie to a, the zeitgeist movement and yeah. became about like building this fully automated society. If all conspiracy thinking led to that, I'd be super into conspiracy thinking. <laughs>
4: Daddy, daddy, help me. Hey, William. Daddy, the government wants to take my gonads. Oh, no, they don't. William, where did you hear that? Daddy, I'm a boy. I don't want to become a famous actress. I want to keep my gonads. Oh, they're not going to take your gonads. Don't worry. But that's
0: just Republican propaganda. Obama isn't coming to take your gonads. Don't worry,
4: son. Thanks, daddy. You made me feel so much better. No problem. My gonads are safe.
0: Your gonads
1: are safe and you never forget it. You know, there's a good creek about a half mile from here. We could go for a dip if you'd like. I'd love
0: that. What, I got a big, thick rope. Maybe I'll bring it and uh, make a rope swing into the water.
1: That'd be so cool, a rope swing. I've always wanted to have a rope swing at this creek. Come on, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, and it's just down here around the corner. Just watch your feet on these rocks. Oh. Um, and yeah, here's the creek. It's a great, it's, mm, a, it's beautiful. a beautiful place. Yeah, wow. it's good to go for a dip in. And one thing about this crick is uh, we skinny dip here. Oh, no, I couldn't. I'm too bashful. Oh, it's not a big deal. No, look, Uh, I'm really comfortable with my body. It's no big deal. Are you? Yeah. I'm just going to slide this down. Oh, oh there it it's, is. Yeah, there <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, it's normal, though. It's just normal. It's the regular human body. Yeah. Nothing to be ashamed of, any size or shape. Yeah, I guess it's just
0: society it makes me feel ashamed of my body or something. I don't know. I guess I'll take mine down, too. You know, hey, I'll take
1: mine down, too. It Who cares? That's it. You got it. Okay, I'm going to start. Ooh, it's cold on my feet. <laughs> Oh, that is cold. Yeah, you're right. Wow. And I'll just swim out here. Hey, I was thinking, did you want to maybe talk about some conspiracy theories? Oh, yeah. No, I'm a huge conspiracy theory fanatic. You're talking to the right guy.
0: Uh, So what do you think about RFID chips and the government, you know, trying to put them in everyone?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we already carry cell phones around with us that have RFID chips as well as like credit cards. Definitely. I'm not sure there's really a necessary component to putting chips in our bodies in order to track us. Be a little suspicious of that, but I'd be curious to know what the benefits was, you know? Definitely. Have you heard about this theory that the powerful people in the world, people like Hillary Clinton, they have a huge organized conspiracy to commit the satanic ritual abuse and murder of small children? Oh, yeah, definitely like Pizzagate stuff, right? Yeah,
0: what do you think of that stuff? You know, I think. There's some evidence that people in powerful positions in Hollywood and in politics,
1: uh-huh, Like Harvey have, Weinstein, Harvey yeah. Weinstein, yeah, definitely. What was the name of that guy? The uh, British guy who's he was like knighted and stuff. He like looks he, like he was, a real he was a major creep. pedophile. Yeah, and they covered for him for a long Saville? time. Jimmy Savile. Yeah, Jimmy yeah. Savile. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Uh, and then, like, even like. Jeffrey Epstein and like Yeah, Bill Good Clinton's friends with Donald Trump yeah. and yeah, Donald Trump's connection to him. There's something going on with like some pedophiles and powerful people. Maybe it's just like the narcissism of power uh, intersecting with the percentage of the population that is pedophiles.
1: Mm, another thing I mean we could focus on if we wanted to be really, really pragmatic is like look at okay, well, child sex trafficking is definitely real. And I mean, do we need to attribute it to our political opponents? Right. That's not really centering the needs of children who are being abused. So it's. I think if that concern is sincere, then it's it's really misplaced to politicize it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: Oh, here, I'm just going to tie this rope on. Do you want to go up and... Swing off the branch into the water? Yeah, no, I'm,
1: I'm comfortable with my body, so it's no problem.
0: I'm still a bit bashful, but I'm learning. Okay, I'm going to go for a swing, and the back, and... Oh, it was so much fun, That was so much fun. Whew.
1: Water is wet. That water is wet. I'm going to go up and swing from that. How's that rope feel up against your jewels? Oh, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Here, one sec. I'm just going to wrap this around. And... uh, oh, it's, it's, it's,
0: mm, You're right. Don't have too much fun with that thing. Oh, stop, stop.
1: Uh, oh! <laughs> oh, wow. Belly flop. Oh, oh. no. Uh, <laughs> uh, that sucks. It got me right on my jewels. So what do you think about the idea that global warming is a hoax that's perpetrated by the United Nations and Al Gore and climate scientists to try to make us think that we need to stop burning fossil fuels or something like that? I I don't know.
0: I just see so many investigative journalism pieces talking about things like the Antarctic ice that's melting and people presenting with just, like, lots of really compelling evidence. And I mean, like, maybe it could all be faked, but... I know conspiracies sometimes happen, but that one seems like it would have to be so far-reaching.
1: It feels like increasingly conspiracy theories are being used as political weapons by by power structures, that power structures intentionally stoke false conceptions to serve their political ends. In the case of global warming, you could look at something like energy companies or something like that, or, or politicians who receive donations from companies like coal companies that need to be regulated in light of global warming and stuff like that. It's not just a benign sort of... Thought game it's actually really frequently in, in service of power. And it obscures who's really in power
0: because I would, this was the other one I wanted to ask you about was like this idea that there's a single powerful group of people running everything. and there's a lot of different versions of it. you know maybe it's they're the Illuminati, maybe they're Zionist Jews, maybe it's uh, certain bloodlines that go back a long way, a consistent class of puppet masters who've been controlling everything basically since the beginning of history.
1: It's certainly true that some people have more power than others. The richest people are the most powerful. There's also positions of power where you have like an institutional power. Like, for example, a judge is able to decide people's fate. That's a unique power that we give judges in society in the same way we give unique power to CEOs, stock traders, media people. There Mm. is such a thing as real power structure. And so I think what you're saying is true, and that the failure to accept that power is diffuse, power does not belong to a single intent, Mm -hmm. we can't rule out the fact that real power exists and needs to be analyzed, absolutely. And I just think you need to have a level of realism, some measuredness about it, you need to, oh my god. Is a family on the beach, Are uh, they uh oh. <laughs> well, I guess
0: we'll just have to stay in the water until they'll probably move along. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should quickly. just swim a
1: little further away, since so Yes, yeah. the water's too clear. I don't want to, <laughs> yeah, show I them don't want them to see our penises. Oh no, is
0: that a picnic blanket? Are they setting up for a picnic oh, my God. right in the sun, too, right beside where we
1: left our shorts? Uh oh. Awkward Awkward You said it (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm really comfortable with my body I'll just swim over there Oh, would you? Yeah, yeah, it's no problem So I'll just swim over here And I'm getting out of the water And my penis is now revealed to the air Oh, it's cold Hey, everyone yeah, me and my friend were just going for a nude dip. Don't want to interrupt your picnic. I'm just going to grab our trunks. And if you have any comments about my body, I am really comfortable with it. So just go ahead. If um, the adults or anyone has a comment, to totally understand. Just going to bend over to pick these up. Okay. Well, thanks for being such good sports about this stuff. I know it's kind of awkward, and I'm taking your silence as a sign that this is all completely normal to you. Yeah, do you mind if I grab one of these tuna fish sandwiches? Here, I'll just pop a squat here. Mm. So, um, what brings you guys down to the creek? I want to, maybe we can give an olive branch here, because when you talk about organized conspiracies where people work together against the public interest. Yeah,
0: powerful people often conspire to advance their own interests, regardless of how that affects the public. And mm-hmm. often it's negative.
1: And some people would argue even without conspiring, the structure of the society amounts to a conspiracy against the poorest on behalf of the richest, even if there's never been a, a cloudy, uh, yeah, a smoky, room smoke-filled meeting. room where they planned it all out the outcome of the system, regardless of intention, ended up turning out a certain way. And then the interests of people to reform those things didn't overlap with the people who actually had power. I mean, that's a conspiracy reality, you know, like of the... Conspiracy realities happen all the time. Different
0: companies get together, fix prices, decide to like drip out new innovations at certain rates.
1: Well, we just recently found out there was a major bread price-fixing scandal in Canada. (laughs) I I didn't know that. You didn't hear about this? Well, you can get a free bread gift card as part of the apology tour for this um I love bread if you live in Canada we'll put the link in the description you are entitled to $25 of a Loblaws gift card because a couple bread organizations got together and raised bread prices artificially
0: today in confirmation bias news from the com. Loblaws, Walmart, Sobeys, Metro, and Giant Tiger allegedly involved in a 14-year scheme to fix bread prices, according to court documents unsealed on Wednesday. Sobeys and Metro continue to deny involvement in the criminal scheme made public in December, while Loblaws and George Weston Limited have admitted their participation and received immunity from prosecution from the Competition Bureau. The companies agreed upon price increases that were on average about $0.10 cents per product per year, with $0.07 cents going to the suppliers and $0.03 cents to the retailers. The pattern became known colloquially as the seven ten convention. The documents also allege that bakeries had an active network of salespeople communicating with other retailers seeking to ensure that there was pricing alignment. Canada Bread posted a statement on its website saying, the allegations do not reflect the Canada Bread we know. Our current leadership takes these allegations very seriously and are actively investigating to take the necessary measures. So there you have it. A real world conspiracy.
1: So that's an example of a real conspiracy against the public. You could also look at stuff like in the United States where you've got the gerrymandering that went on, especially in 2010, where the Republicans took over a bunch of state legislatures and changed the congressional boundaries. Yeah, They had an organized plan, which is fully admitted in public, to take over all of these state bodies, re- redraw the congressional district lines to benefit themselves, and hold on to power artificially, where in 2010... Democrats got millions of more votes than them and ended up the Republicans had a majority. Right. Like that's a conspiracy against the public. uh, To undermine democracy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's another good example. Then there's the famous ones that conspiracy theorists point to. Like there was the. These
0: ones are a little more similar to actual like what conspiracy theorists talk about.
1: Yeah, yeah. The Operation Northwoods, which is like a declassified document where the United States government had drafted up plans to potentially shoot down an American plane to change public opinion.
0: And yeah, use as a way to justify a war, I think. Yeah,
1: I think it was a war with Cuba. I don't have right, the document. Yeah, no, I, just- I
0: think war with Cuba is correct. So there's that one. Oh, and then also the Gulf of Tonkin, which was like... The bombing of a U.S. boat in the Gulf of Tonkin that was used as part of the justification to start the war in Vietnam. So these things, they do happen all the way from the like more benign things of like corporations collude with each other or like regulatory capture. Where the people involved in regulating an industry have a vested interest financially in not regulating that industry
1: mm-hmm. benefiting themselves rather than the public through the legislation to artificially inflate their profits at the expense of the public interest like
0: by definition, that's a conspiracy of the powerful against the powerless to advance their own interest at the expenses of the interests of the public, like that's mm-hmm. just
1: a conspiracy yeah and yeah. in and in public, it's all there in the documents <laughs> we've been saying it for years, yeah. <laughs> Uh, regulatory capture is a thing it's funny when we talk about conspiracy theory sort of in the pejorative and and we mean it like you know i think there's really damaging conspiracy theories out there that i'm or worthy of criticism yeah like where the boundaries are between acknowledging these realities around conspiracy theory and the sort of conspiracy theory mindset that connects dots where there aren't dots or is always on the lookout for conclusions without enough information yeah yeah it's there's not a one line between them it's like there's a gradient I guess some people would probably think that Aaron and I are conspiracy theorists, even just in us outlining examples of real conspiracies in there. I'm sure you could find something that I think that someone's like, oh, there's not enough evidence for that or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but here's something there is evidence for Libor price fixing. Look it up. It's a real conspiracy. Libor price fixing. It affected international markets where financial traders scratched each other's backs against the public interest. Again, made a lot of money, made off like bandits. Edward Snowden
0: released a whole bunch of documents that revealed like, without any doubt that a lot of the things that people were saying about information the government was collecting on ordinary citizens was actually true. And so some of the things Alex Jones was talking about in the pre-Edward Snowden days turned out to be right. The government was collecting information on us. Alex Jones said so, and then the the documents came out. So everything else Alex Jones said... Might also be true.
1: That's one of those selection bias things where he says so much stuff. And if you look at like the supercuts of his wrong predictions, they're very funny. But as long as you have these vague sort of open ended well, there's like project, I think it was called Epsilon was Mm -hmm. sort of like the earlier version of the NSA conspiracy, but it was also on public record. This Epsilon building existed where all the telecommunications went through and they were monitored somehow. Like this was public knowledge long before the Snowden revelations. It's interesting to remember pre Snowden, I was absolutely convinced and absolutely knew that nothing on the internet was secure by default, that I should always act as if I was being watched and recorded, at least as much as I as I could. Yeah, right, right. And that especially when I was involved in political activism early on, like around Occupy and stuff like that, I was just very, very aware that the platforms I was using weren't my friends and that I couldn't trust them.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I always also thought that way, too. But but like I tended to take the tack of like, well, whatever, you know, it's the platform that exists and I'm just going to say the things I think and whatever (laughs) out there up front before we end the section on conspiracies that are real. Uh, MK Ultra. Just want to like throw it out there. The U.S. government did dose people with acid just to like see what would happen, basically, or to see yeah. like, to see if they could control their minds. It was part of
1: a, a part <laughs> of a series of experiments the U.S. government did definitely one hundred percent experiment with the idea of seeing if mind control was possible, and that's in the public record. The FBI definitely did infiltrate and try to undermine leftist groups mm-hmm. in the past. The FBI and CIA, yeah, CoIntelPro. They definitely did. Infiltrate 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 media to try to pass on establishment messages as much as possible. There's so many things like this that are just definitely
0: true. You and yeah, these things lend this vague support to whichever conspiracies you've chosen to believe. Most mm-hmm. people who are into conspiracy theories will believe a lot of them, but not all of them. Some of them are going to be disinformation.
1: Mm. 9-11 was an inside job, but we did land on the moon. Yeah. JFK was the mafia and the history of imperialism and colonization doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. So you get like this <laughs> buffet of choices and then you get a kind of like pick your worldview. One of the things I say is I call people who don't agree with them coincidence theorists. And I think that's a very cute little phrase it's more like it's not like oh this is all just a coincidence it's like the
0: things tying these events together are far more complex than the mechanisms you're suggesting and it's a lot more chaotic than you're saying but like no not a, definitely not a coincidence but like triangles in the background yes that's usually just a coincidence triangles are very common shapes
1: yeah <laughs> you know jay-z putting the triangle over his eye as part of like his brand putting the triangle up in the air like to associate like with the Illuminati conspiracy theory intentionally as a marketing gesture. Like that's not exactly a coincidence, but it's also not what you say it is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh hey, are you Sarah? Yeah, are you Morgan? Morgan, nice to meet you. Hey, hey, do uh, so here. Well, shake, shake hands. hands. Oh, well, that's
0: awkward. <laughs> that's how you shake a hand. Uh, so, this blind date thing's weird. Yeah, I've Patrick thought we'd hit it off, but he didn't tell uh, me much about you. Here, let's see if we'll spend the rest of our lives together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: just kidding. No pressure. Awkward. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> Time to put my best face forward and only show you the parts that are most likely to make you want to build an emotional connection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm
0: going to really clench onto this persona I've created that yeah. I think you'll like <laughs> until I just can't anymore and it falls apart. And hopefully by then we've co-bonded to a point where we don't want to break up. <laughs> Awkward. You said it. <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, I'm glad we uh, pushed through all that awkwardness. Yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's yeah. nice to acknowledge it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't know. That broke the ice for me. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You want a drink? Yes, please. Yeah. I'll, uh, I will have a white Russian. White Russian. Uh, two white Russians, please. Oh, a white Russian for you as well.
0: Uh, I don't really like them. I'm just, I just want to seem like I'm like you. Something
1: shameful about mirroring someone that you're meeting. It's, it's just awkward.
0: Tell me about you. Well, my name's Corey. Mm-hmm. Uh, do office work. Like to watch Netflix,
1: hike sometimes. Cool, cool. Camping. I like to keep up with politics. Oh, nice. Yeah, me too. Me too. Oh yeah. I gotta confess, I'm a little bit of a coincidence theorist. I don't know, sometimes it makes me feel crazy. I don't really talk about it that much. but
0: I was just telling Patrick, and maybe this is why he told us to go on a date, mm-hmm. that the JFK assassination wasn't an assassination. That's just what they want you to think. It was an accident.
1: Yes, yeah. No one was aiming the gun at JFK. Lee Harvey Oswald was cleaning his gun. Yes. Didn't have good trigger discipline. He accidentally fired and it hit JFK. Yes. Ah. Yes. No one would shoot JFK. No one would do that. There's only one explanation. It was just a coincidence. Yeah, Hanlon's Razor. Never assigned to malice what can better be explained by incompetence. I have a shirt with that on it, actually. Stop me if you disagree here, but on September 11th, 2001, two poorly trained pilots accidentally flew into the twin towers because they were too sleepy that day yeah and I
0: mean the big coincidence is that it happened to two towers that were so close together yes you know what are the chances
1: that is One such a coincidence a
0: Such a coincidence.
1: yeah and if you map out all these coincidences you start to see oh my god there's a lot of coincidences yeah, you see like everything's a coincidence everything's you know? just a coincidence yeah.
0: people act like coincidences are so rare but coincidences mm. happen all the time What yeah. what are the chances that that waitress would have put that dish down on the other table and that other couple would have walked in at exactly the same moment the way they did the chances were astronomical Mm -hmm. the miracle coincidences
1: happen every day you're crazy not to see that so obviously on september 11th sleepy pilots sleepy pilots yes everyone gets sleepy hello we're all human like oh my goodness i am
0: getting lost in your eyes patrick is so wonderful putting us together like this you know i just can't say enough great things about that guy
1: and what are the chances that Patrick would know both of us that is just uh, such a coincidence that we yeah, both know Patrick a coincidence
0: and at that moment Corey and Sarah coincidentally both reached for the same piece of garlic bread their hands touched they leaned in and coincidentally at the same time asked each other if it was okay to kiss the other one and then they kissed from that day on, they were inseparable and on their two-year anniversary, both of them coincidentally decided to pop the question at the same time. They managed to survive the cracking down of each other's personas and learn to live with each other's faults and stayed together for 50 years until they died coincidentally of the same disease on the same day, surrounded by their many loving children who coincidentally looked a lot like their friend Patrick. The end. So conspiracy people, they're kind of on a mission they
1: want to yeah wake people up yeah yeah (laughs) i love the awaking metaphors you were sleeping you had your eyes shut you're dreaming you're in a dream world yeah the matrix is very influential in this yeah like you know lots
0: of people used red pilling before it became synonymous with like misogynistic weirdos
1: yeah yeah before the men's rights sort of alt-right turn red pill was more of a conspiracy thing yeah yeah. Well, and there's there's definitely a direct continuity and lineage between alt-right thought and the... Yeah, the right-wing conspiracy. Like, there's a
0: reason Alex Jones loves Donald Trump.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, this is something I feel very vindicated in because I remember noticing a long time ago when I watched Alex Jones regularly for entertainment... Not only is Alex Jones right wing, but he's Republican and it comes through and like he'll always sort of insult both sides a bit, Mm -hmm. but then he'll go really hard on the Democrat. And I remember like noticing this, that there's something amiss with his narrative that he's sort of postpartisan, you know, that he's above it all. There's, There's a right wing element to this. It was a point that I tried to raise and I'd never had people agreeing with me and talking about it. Like I've observed that too. Like Right, right, right. Um so it was a very vindicating thing in a weird way to have Alex Jones just so hook, line, and sinker on the Trump train. I don't get how people don't see that as raising a major conspiracy red flag. Your anti-establishment fucking well, the anti-establishment conspiracy theory guy
0: won for once and Now that Trump's in office, the establishment is pushing back hard. Like, they just haven't stopped with this Russia stuff and the Mueller investigation. And, like, even though we got our guy, the good guy, finally into office, he's still the David against the Goliath of the system. Like, Trump positions himself that way, and that's how Alex Jones, the people, the conspiracy supporters of Trump position him. But, like, it's also just demonstrably the opposite in so many
1: instances yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's amazing to me that someone could watch alex jones all the years listen to alex jones over the years and hear him become just a blatant republican hack just telling you to vote republican buy his product support trump because i feel like it was a lot more subtle before before the president was part of the resistance or right right, but, right yeah okay well here's kind of a conspiracy theory of mine, one that I sort of believe, and then I'll do one that I definitely believe. The one that I sort of believe Mm. is that Alex Jones is part of a lineage of related thinkers and think tanks, political movements that have been around the Republican Party for a while. He's strongly influenced by people who his listeners would consider political insiders. He has relationships with them. And Infowar in general is an intentional sort of political psyop to move people towards the right and move left-wing people towards hopelessness. I don't really believe this, believe this, but I think that there's something to it that's worth investigating, which is the actual relationships between infowars, conspiracy movements, and existing power structures with conservative politics, because there's certainly some collaboration going on in public, depending on where you draw the establishment lines or whatever.
0: Yeah, the idea that he's like the little guy pushing up against the establishment, it really does betray a Republican point of view fundamentally, which like it ties in with this Randianism of... The real oppressed people are the billionaires in society and like the big government is the problem and that the, the billionaires are just productive people. They're little guys who did something good for the world and that they were rewarded with billions and the bad government wants to come and take their money away. That's this Republican narrative and it fits into the Trump thing. So perfectly in that, like, in order to see Trump as like fundamentally anti-establishment, you have to see establishment as meaning nothing to do with capital and everything to do with big government, the government that, that's there, the administrative body of the government trying to control billionaires. That's
1: the role of the government. A conspiracy that we can really sort of grapple onto and say, like, this is... True. Well, here's the outcome of it, and I won't assign any intentionality to it, but the outcome is is that the conspiracy theory industry is an industry that preys on people who have low capacity for critical thinking and who self-evaluate their ability to critical think in a way that is out of proportion with their actual abilities to do it. They feed ideas that aren't true towards people who are vulnerable, ideas that will interfere with their day-to-day life, that will interfere with their outlook in the world. And they also, at the same time, sell them the sort of narrative that not only are they one of the sole sources of truth and that all other news organizations are like in the pocket of the bad guys, which are you know people like George Soros, like left-wing billionaires. Yeah, yeah. So you need to give me money so I can keep on making my show. And then also, if you want to be truly healthy and not totally uh, destroyed by the society that poisons you in all these ways, you need to buy my special supplements, you need to buy uh, water purifiers, you need to buy prepping supplies for me. And all these things, if you buy it through the conspiracy theory networks, they put a huge markup on everything. So if there's any validity to the product in the first place, it's something you can get for cheaper elsewhere. And then also they sell it at the same time with all these books that are full of lies and all these movies that make really misleading conclusions that are designed to make you worried about yourself and, like, to, to trigger your sort of fear and anxiety yeah, response it's, it's and you need to follow a leader and, like, follow Alex Jones as this guy who, like, is confident in the face of all of this. And, like, I don't know. It, it To me, it feels very hopeless making and, like, it's a, well, pushing it's down. It's a, it's, a cl- it's
0: a core strategy of almost all advertising to induce some kind of insecurity and then introduce... The cure to that insecurity, which is the product that is being sold. That's just like how you advertise products. It's a one two punch that, like, the content of conspiracy theories is such a perfect insecurity creating mechanism. So, Mm -hmm. like, the conspiracy is all the food has these dangerous preservatives in it. It's deficient in all these different vitamins. The empowering product being sold, the way to overcome that insecurity is to buy vitamin supplements, is to buy things that will flush the toxins out of your body. So, like, not only are you getting a product that's going to help you, be better in this world that's fallen by buying the product at a marked up rate from me, you're supporting the independent media. You're helping to get this message out to more people. So it's like, it's a moral good. Son, son, oh yep. my god, I, I just I need to talk to you for a second. Can you talk? Can you uh, talk?
4: Sure, yeah. What's up, Ted?
0: It's it's about your mother. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but the past few weeks, she just hasn't been herself at all. What do you mean, she's acting weird, or? No, she's actually acting exactly like she used to act, but it's not herself. It's literally not her. She's been replaced by I don't know if it's a clone, or if she has a twin, or like someone from another domain. It's just, it's not the woman I married. Uh. Maybe we have to strike at her, or something. I don't know. I'd throw out ideas there. This is a weird situation,
4: Dad. I, it sounds kind of to me like you have something. It's called Capgrass syndrome. Hmm. It's a psychological condition. A yeah, condition. People, someone carries a sort of persistent delusion that someone close to them has been replaced with an identical imposter. It's like a medically diagnosable condition.
0: Hmm. So, so you're saying that I'm just mistaken and that that is your mother.
4: She looks the same, acts the same. Yeah, Everyone yeah. else yeah. feels that it's the same person. No one mm. else has that sort of no, intuition. No one's
0: noticed. Yeah, so yeah.
4: then it just seems to me like it's probably just something that's happening in your head and not out in reality. It's frequently a symptom of Alzheimer's. Oh, oh, jeez. That's not good. So yeah, I don't know, maybe you're getting Alzheimer's. Oh,
0: maybe I can get early treatment. or I don't Yeah, know, that would be good
4: to early well, treatment for sure, Dad. Th- 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 thank you for
0: telling me that this is a delusion. It's a... Uh, Pretty easy for me to accept, and it's always good to know the truth. Well,
4: anytime, Dad, I'm just kicking back here doing kids' stuff, so best of luck on the early treatment. It's probably your best bet, I totally agree. And
0: hey, if I deteriorate rapidly, at least you and your real mother will be here to take care of me. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, my real yeah, mother, yeah. Yeah, nice. Okay, well, bye, Dad. Bye, <laughs> love you. Love you too, Dad.
0: Even within the realm of Conspiracy theories that you know probably aren't true or a little on the wackier side don't have so much critical thinking involved. There's still a wide spectrum of believability or plausibility. If you take a look at 9-11 conspiracy theories, like that's a wide area just in and of itself. There's very light conspiracy on 9-11, which is like Bush didn't do everything that he could to stop it. There was incompetence involved to maybe there was some minor complicity to, like, Bush did it, to, like, the airplanes were holograms. And, like, thinking about those various spectrums, like, when you get out to the wackiest stuff, it's a weird world. It's a weird world. That's where you find the flat earthers. That's where you find moon landing was faked. There's this one that I just discovered today that's become a whole genre called transvestigations. Yeah. Which is a really <laughs> clever name, first of all. I think this all originated with Michelle Obama is a man, that series of videos that were produced by various people. Because that was the first time I saw it being popularly alleged in the conspiracy community that somebody is not the gender that they say they are, that they've they've secretly switched for some reason. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this yeah, is...
1: Yeah, the conspiracy was... And this is sort of in the, the realm of these places where... Partisan politics and conspiracy politics overlap. Yes. Where you have a right-wing conspiracy theory that's passed around among people who don't support Barack Obama saying that his wife is not a cis woman, she's a trans woman. And that another third party was the real mother of the children and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: and it gets connected into like him being born in Kenya. He's not born in America. Like there was a lot of conspiracy theories swirling around Obama. So there was this fertile soil for this one to
1: pop up. Yeah, and an audience that really wanted to hear it. Like an audience that had been really. And it it
0: plays on fears of like gay people and LGBT people. Like like even if Michelle Obama was a man, like it's hard to know why that really matters. But it's just like this sort of vague, like, ooh, trans people, this, like, gender-bending stuff. I don't like it. That yeah. That's enough for it to be important information.
1: The reason that it matters is because it fits the idea that Obama isn't who he says he is. He isn't a neoliberal, center-left right, right. pragmatist who's going to make concessions, we're each across the aisle, etc. Like, that's how he carries himself and that's the narrative that yeah, surrounds he, him from the left. The reality is that he's a extreme postmodern neo-Marxist. Gay Muslim. He's a gay a Muslim from another country <laughs> who's here to destroy America. He's here to tear apart our institutions. He's obsessed with Karl Marx. Yeah, you, and Karl you, Marx
0: mixed with Saul Alinsky. And that's, that's Obama's <laughs> playbook right there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so the reason that it's relevant that Michelle Obama is actually secretly a trans woman and and not a cis woman is because it's further evidence that Barack Obama exists in a different moral universe than us, which is the most radical, extreme leftist views that we can pull. He is a drug-doing sexual deviant, and he will do everything he can to bring Karl Marx's vision to America, you know, like (laughs) I can see.
0: Their evidence being things like, look at her hands. Her hands are man hands. Like (laughs) like like there's a little bit of calculations and like body ratios and stuff that they were doing also. But like most of it was things like that. Like look at her neck. Look how tall she is. So today I discover like just looking list of conspiracy theories on Wikipedia that like transvestigations has become its own genre. Search transvestigations on YouTube and you will find almost anybody you can think of getting the same Michelle Obama treatment. It's now been like mass marketed and it's like almost (laughs) anyone.
1: It's not that every individual thinks that everyone is trans. It's that... Collectively, all of them together think everyone is trans, and also some of them think everyone is trans. Yeah, yeah. there
0: was a, <laughs> a video I saw just titled "Almost Every Celebrity Is Trans."
1: <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my favorite one of the ones that you sent me was the Jordan Peterson one because I mean it just doesn't seem very likely to me that Jordan Peterson is secretly but uh, who trans- he has that
0: Kermit voice. I've met a lot. This is the person talking. I've met I've met some female to male transsexuals before, and they all have that. Kermit voice. That was part of the evidence.
1: Yeah, and he's like measuring like again, measuring his knuckles like those are women's knuckles and like (laughs) the way he wears the shirt is to conceal his feminine form. Yeah, yeah, he's always
0: wearing suits. He's always wearing suits because suits make him look more man-shaped. And (laughs) and he has a feminine witchy chin. I like the witchy (laughs) as an adjective.
1: And when there was a picture of both him and his wife, then the guy just started talking about how his wife is also a trans man Man, right? right. That boy or boyfriend' yeah, a trans woman. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Like,
0: they create this structure that's self-reinforcing where everything that they read as feminine looking on uh, someone who professes to be a man is evidence that they were born a woman. Everything that is masculine looking is evidence that they've undergone surgery to correct that part. So if they have an Adam's apple, that's a surgically implanted Adam's apple. Uh, if they don't have such a prominent Adam's apple, that's proof that they're actually a woman.
1: These aren't that popular video. The most popular ones have a couple thousand views. They're probably mostly gawking, like, the way that we gawked at them. Yeah. But there's people who believe this. Yeah, and then they're making the videos. Like, they believe it so strongly, they're motivated to produce content.
0: And it's like, why would this be important? Like, why is it important that all celebrities be trans?
1: Well, it's because the people at the top, and it's so naive of you to not see this, Mm. but the people of the top, they hate Cisgender people. They hate Barack Obama, hate cisgender people. Hillary Clinton hates cisgender people. They want nothing more than everyone to see trans people, to idolize them, to push their children to be like that. But then, like, (laughs) why are they hiding
0: it instead of, like...
1: No, this is the first step. like, maybe soon? Is you start back in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. the the earliest one I saw was Amelia Earhart. Amelia (laughs) when What the fuck? (laughs) When the Amelia Earhart project was so successful, that's when the shadow government kicked it into high gear, right? I would almost
0: think that it was all fake, except for interacting with people who believe other very implausible things that absolutely believe it on the internet yeah it's like with flat earth like you have a hard time believing anyone actually believes it until you talk to some of them and you're like oh no they do they they, they just. I still, really i'm do.
1: waiting for video video chat with a real flat earther i'm gonna look for the subtle yeah. movements on their face to tell whether or not it's all an act at that point i'll admit it's real until then i just pretend it doesn't exist it's a fucking
0: wacky world out there man Today's episode of the Seriously Wrong Podcast is brought to you by the hit new musical, Chemicals in the Water. It's being hailed by critics as the Hamilton of gay frogs.
4: Dad, I gotta say that I'm a straight frog, even though most frogs are gay, but I think it's okay, Dad. I think it's okay, Dad. Featuring the smash hit, frogs of any gender, frogs of any sex. Frogs of any gender, frogs of any sex.
0: Dwayne The Rock Johnson called it a transcendent experience.
4: Something's come over me, there must be something in the water. I'm feeling really strange, I don't know what's going on.
0: A stunning achievement.
4: No straight frog on the mic, so hyped. Yeah, we rolling all night with our gay friends. Cause most frogs are gay in this universe, yeah.
0: Tickets are on sale now. Go to SeriouslyWrong.com and click on the Patreon or PayPal buttons to reserve your seat today. One positive thing that I think I can say about conspiracy theorists and conspiracy theories is that they embody the value of vigilance in society and of not blindly following authority and in always checking on the powerful Mm -hmm. Obviously, it goes to a pathological level a lot of the times where they're like checking and finding things that aren't there. But like, it's good that they're hyper vigilant are out there, even if they get a lot of false positives, because sometimes they're going to get those real positives. And that's there's some benefit to that. I don't know if it's more beneficial than the negatives, but like it's it's something.
1: Another thing I would compliment conspiracy theorists on in general is that I think that the worldview of conspiracy can be a potent area for thought experiments and thought exercises Mm -hmm. and stretching your brain in different directions to consider a realm of possibility. It broadens people's imaginations and it comes from a place of sincere curiosity and a desire to make the world a better place. Like that's my steel man interpretation of the best version of like their purpose in society and why they're valuable. Although I think we would need to pretty sharply criticized the versions of conspiracy theory that become sort of like parasitic ideas that work against their hosts, that undermine social relationships, that are often intentionally propagated by people who seek to profit from them rather than people who are in good faith trying to like improve the world through honest discourse. There's some pretty extreme ideas out there that exist that if you carry with you are going to give you an unhealthy disposition towards the world.
0: Yeah. I was talking earlier about, oh, you find this community and that can be beneficial from an emotional perspective. And it certainly can. But like, also, if your community is based around believing things that just will make everyone else that you meet in the real world look at you kind of sideways, then it also isolates you <laughs> in a very real way from like everyone else. And so it drives you further into this insular community that becomes your only source of these emotional supports. You're cutting yourself off from the consensus reality that most people exist in and relying more and more on the outlier reality for all your social support and needs and people exist in these mostly online communities and stuff.
1: And at that point, you're really just sort of turning yourself into, it's not your fault, but you're turning yourself into a sitting duck. You've got a big target on your head. You're part of a community that is self-selected for gullibility. You're the number one target for pyramid schemes. You're the number one target for cults. You're the number one target for people who want to take advantage of people who they believe have demonstrated, can't tell fact from fiction. That's extremely beneficial to people who want to sell you something, especially something that's not going to help you. But I think also we have to say here that in society, there's been a systemic failure that's given rise to not just conspiracy theories, but the sort of conspiracy outlook, this extreme Identity version, like this, yeah. like where conspiracy theory isn't something that's an interest of yours that you look in or that you've researched, and it it's becomes part of your day to day identity. Your private thoughts are dominated by this, and like that is a pretty extreme thing.
0: Well, like and it, the view that very powerful shadowy interests are c- sort of controlling everything or like pushing a lot of levers to maneuver against the general public is only possible to believe in a world in which the general public is genuinely being screwed over in a world in which the general public is flush with opportunities, is supported, has a a strong social uh, safety net, but like a society of strong socializations and strong social connections where Mm. people have an abundance of opportunity to succeed and to be useful. In in a world like that, it's far less attractive to believe that society's conspiring against you because like the the evidence of your day-to-day experience doesn't match that
1: yeah and especially i think thick social networks of like good personal relationships something we've talked about as a utopian thing that is just making sure that people in the world have friends making mm-hmm. sure that we lower the risk of social isolation. The thicker the relationships in people's lives, the more like fortified people's relationships, the more chance that they're going to be able to bounce their ideas off of other people and then use like rationality as kind of like a group process. Like you Mm -hmm. can't be fully rational by yourself. You're very susceptible to these emotional things. But when you bounce ideas off each other, you come to conclusions together. You come to better conclusions based on different perspectives playing off each other. And I think that the isolation of not having those perspectives is part of the reason that some people some of the time go to these extreme extreme conspiracy worldviews that harm them no
0: definitely definitely
1: it also makes the discussion of real conspiracies like the gulf of tonkin incident or operation northwoods because like people talk about the conspiracy theory of project northwoods they don't talk about why the fuck is the government considering stuff like this. That's so immoral and wrong. That's not what we signed up for.
0: Rather than just like, see, sometimes conspiracies do happen. It's not like, yeah, geez, holy shit. Like, where's the moral checks and balances in our system that prevent plans like this from ever ever, ever even being considered.
1: And there's sort of like a tinge to when you talk about price fixing, and you talk about regulatory capture, if it's seen under the worldview of conspiracy thinking, because we've got this sort of social inequality, this social crisis where some isolated people are taken to these extremes, they become associated with like the tinfoil hat stereotype, having a shootout with the IRS over unpaid taxes, <laughs> right. you know, like that's used by people who do want to kind of gloss over history like that's used by people who don't want to talk about what the fbi has literally done in the past right so like in a better formed sort of social society where people are able to talk about these things without this extreme binaristic conspiracy theory notion um, you're going to be able to come to better conclusions overall about the historical context we're in Because bread price fixing is evil. It's not the most evil thing in the world,
0: but it's not good. Despite my delight at learning that I'm going to get some free bread out of this, it's
1: still... It's not free bread. It's unpaid bread you already paid for. This is bread that you... (laughs) You already paid for this bread and didn't get it over the years. So in conclusion,
0: the world is a terrifying and scary place. The elites are all conspiring against Mm -hmm. you. We're the only ones with the real information.
1: And in order to keep the real information, getting to the people. Chip into the Seriously Wrong Patriots Alliance, an extremely special... Above Everyone Else Club for people who really know the truth. They give $6 a month to get bonus episodes.
0: The world is a terrifying and scary place and the one chance you have to make it better is to give us $6 a month. And hey, you get some bonus episodes.
1: Ah, what am I going to do? I'm surrounded by extremely powerful people who want to destroy me and my family. Oh, thank God I can give $6 a month to the wrong boys. <laughs> can calm down. They're going to tell me the truth. They're going to tell everyone else the truth. Phew. <laughs> save caught the goal uh, the football of total permanent dystopia is heading my way oh the wrong boys go for the save oh they got it six dollars a month six dollars a month <laughs> thanks for listening everybody open your eyes do your own research see you next week
3: we live in a world of infinite possibilities you are a very special person who can see the truth through lies who's interested in building a better world with others working together hand-in-hand to design a perfect utopia that takes care of everyone without ecological offense for the rest of human history. My name is Felix Bones, and welcome to the Narrative Wars, cause there's a war on for your story. Today, we get into the issue of how much incredible human potential our entire audience has here and how much we believe in them to achieve their dreams. But first, I want to tell you really quick about a 4DVD box set we have available in the Narrative War store. It's called Drop Change. It's the true story of how 9-11 was not perpetrated by Islamic terrorists. This is just a crazy coincidence. Two sleepy pilots flying two planes into two buildings designed decades before by a sleepy engineer. It's a hell of a coincidence, folks. It's a hell of a 4DVD box set. It's called drop change or slippery change depending on your region. 5% off in the Narrative War store. Okay, now folks, we're going to be going to the phone lines, but first I just want to tell you a little something about you and the situation we find ourselves in. Now, yes, of course, we're up against incredibly powerful forces we can't fully understand because they're so large and bureaucratic in scope, and it's absolutely true that there's many injustices that need to be undone in our society. But I want to let you know that if you are working together with other people to uh, try to achieve the best. And you're working from your heart and you want to make the world a better place. And that's a sincere feeling that you have. The universe will conspire with you to bring about that change. What is good for you is good for everyone else, folks. That's a fact. Now, I love making a radio show and I I, I receive letters every day from people saying, now here's a comment right here. Narrative Wars changed my life. I can't thank you enough for your beautiful show. You made me not self-harm. Thank you. You're welcome. Next comment. It's such a wonderful show that you have. You saved me from bullying. I trust you with my life. I can't thank you enough, so thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Next comment. Felix Bones, your narrative war show is incredible. You're a wonderful teacher. You're a wonderful father to me. You've replaced my father, who I no longer identify with. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, we're going to be going to the phone line now, folks. We got some live calls. They're happy to share their opinions. So first, we're going to be going to Morgan on line one.
0: I just wanted to remind all the listeners out there that everybody has something useful to contribute to society. You might not be good at the first thing you try, but there is something that nobody can do quite the way you can do. And if you do it, it's just going to turn the world around you from a place that doesn't seem so great into a place that's just a little bit better. And you're just doing your little part to pitch in on world peace. And we can all do that. And if we do, the world's going to be so much better. That's absolutely
2: true.
3: That's 100% true. I got a friend in the DHS who's telling me that in 2004. Got all the documents here. Uh, Next on the line, we got Sarah.
1: Hi, Felix. I love your show. And um, sorry for being awkward. Uh, I just had this incredible thing that happened to me, Felix. I just had this blind date, and we just really hit it off. And we both love your show. It really reminds me of what you said before, that coincidences follow love. Yeah, yeah. If you lead with your heart, you lead what you're passionate about, that's when the good things happen. That's when coincidences come with you. And if we all work together, uh, Felix, I think we can definitely beat the bastards. And I know bastards don't control everything, but there are bastards, and we got to find them, Felix, and I just, you know, we're going to do it. We're going to do it.
3: Oh, absolutely. And, uh, well, let's see. We got a call over here. It's from Trevor.
0: Oh, hi, Felix. (laughs) I just wanted to call and say that I think nobody in your audience can achieve anything, and you're all losers.
3: (laughs) Oh, gosh. This isn't just (laughs) any Trevor. This Trevor's a damn bastard. He calls my show all the time. This Trevor is evil to the core. Mm, If you say so. (laughs) He's my nemesis. He's a demon. You're a damn demon, Trevor. (laughs) (laughs) Now, damn it, Trevor, we can achieve what we want. We can take on the power Mm, structure.
0: Ever achieved, yes, achieved I've got a
3: very successful radio show, mm, Trevor. What yeah, do you have?
0: Big, huge success. Yeah, it, a it great is successful. Job. Yes. <laughs> what have you <laughs> ever done, you little worm? Give up, give up, give up, give <laughs> up. Trevor, you're a, you're a damn nothing master, Trevor. <laughs> you're a loser. It. You're uh, ugly. You're worthless. I, 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 <laughs> I hate to violate a free speech, but I, I'm, I,
3: Nah, I'm sorry about that, folks. My job as a host is to keep control of what's going on here, and and when Trevor stops by, he just drives me so mad I could... Ah! I'm sorry, folks. I need to get some water. I need to go to a commercial break. Guy's a damn monster. Hey there, patriots. I'm here today to talk to, uh, talk to you about a very special product. It's called... Power Bones. Now, here in the studio, we've got Dr. Brooks. Now, how does this work, Doctor?
0: Well, you know how we're all born and we all have bones. Absolutely. But, you know, same old boring bones we've had for all of human history. What well, we thought at Power Bones is, let's spruce them up.
3: Finally, someone said it. He tells it like it is, folks.
0: So, there's tons of add-ons you can get. You can get the can opener add-on. Anything that's in a Swiss Army knife, that could be in your bones. It's kind of like Wolverine. It'll just pop out between your fingers or anywhere you want. Any bone you want to put it in.
3: Now, folks, I want you to imagine a scenario in which we've got a nuclear Armageddon, you're in your bunker with your family, you got all your cans of beans, how are you going to open them? Power bones. Now this is a permanent add-on, no matter what happens you can open those beans.
0: Totally non-invasive process, you just swallow a pill, it latches onto whichever bone you want it to and grows into the specific implement. Also very special, new product is an RFID chip, grows right inside your bones. Just one simple pill and you got a chip in your bones.
3: That is exactly the kind of thing that a patriot needs to keep safe in this changing society. I support this whole project. I want to thank you so much for sharing this with us on the Narrative War Store. We always like to get great products at great deals uh, to our very capable and discerning audience.
0: Well, Thank you for having me on. It's been an absolute bone to be here. So. Well,
3: it's been a bone to have you on. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for being awkward. I just really love your product.
0: Yeah, no problem. It is awkward. But I love your show, Felix Bones. And power bones. Power it's bones. Yeah, Management in heaven, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I kiss you? I don't know. Can you? Well, no pressure. No
3: pressure. No, okay. sorry, you can't kiss me. I got a beautiful wife at home. I got two beautiful kids. But I love your product, power bones. Totally understand. Thanks for having me. Maybe you should get a bone implant that you can kiss. That's a great idea. Thank you. That's why they call me the ideas man.
2: Seriously, why?
0: next time on seriously wrong where are all those wet tissues coming from people leaving them all over the place gross Should put those in the garbage basket i don't know
4: i don't even know what they're wet with it's just like weird wet tissues everywhere